Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran, Jack Nicholson was not one of the few good men. It wasn't? No, he was not. And if you didn't want to know that, then you should not be listening to the show because that is kind of a spoiler. It's absolutely a spoiler because the title of the movie is in the spoiler. You don't know that. You don't know what I'm referring to. And I haven't seen that movie. It's a mystery. You literally just spoiled it for me. It's a mystery. What movie? I could be talking about Batman 1989. Yeah, you could be. But it's a movie with Tom Cruise in it. That's right. Which is appropriate because this week we're talking about the upcoming Top Gun sequel, 30 Years in the Making, Top Gun Maverick. That's right. We were just having our volleyball montage scene. Yeah, where right. we were shirtless, showing our guns, showing our abs, getting all sweaty, yeah. hugging each other. And now we're like, well, patting each other on the ass. Patting each other on the ass. And we we're like, extended locker room sex. This is great. Let's go talk about Top Gun now. Yeah. Well, you have to get in the mood, you know? Because if you're not in the zone, if you're not in the danger zone, you can't do an episode. You can't even talk or even think about well, I mean, Top Gun. I mean, that's a regular weekend for us anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. So you know, we're always in the mood to talk about always, Top Gun. Always, always needing the speed. Speaking of speed, can you bring up any first time listeners to speed? <laughs> Love and that, let the them way. know, let them know what this show is about. So, potential spoilers, this show that you're currently listening and you currently downloaded is a show where we look at the blockbusters that are coming out in the future and we look at the trailer, we look at any promotional material we can get our hands on and in we, this case it was just a trailer. <laughs> in this case it was just a trailer. And we try, in our best efforts, to try to predict as much as the plot based on that information as humanly possible. That's absolutely correct. And then we go away when the movie comes out. In a lot of cases recently, they are not coming out. Well, Scoob came out last week. Yep. I was very excited to actually see a new movie for a change. <laughs> in your uh, living room? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Legally bought, by the way. Yes. I think that we need to say yeah. that. I shelled out $30 for Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> was it $30 well spent? No. But we'll cover that in a later episode. It'll be different. Well, Top Gun Maverick is going to come out in the cinemas. They've guaranteed it. So they've pushed it all the way back to November, I think, or possibly even August. And this has been, I don't know, 30 years in the making. Well, not really 30 years, more like 10 years in the making because they officially announced that they were doing this movie all the way back in 2010. And of course, development halted because the original director, Tony Scott, died in 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, threw himself off a bridge. There you go. We should also mention that when the movie does come out, we do come back and yeah. see how close we came to it. Yeah, I was movie. in the middle of explaining that, but Sorry. I got sidetracked by Scoob. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm still traumatized. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> but yes, so we go and see how well we did. And then we basically have a competition and we see who got closer. Who's the smartest loudmouth? Yeah, exactly. So, if you're not familiar with Top Gun, the original movie came out in 1986, and it was directed, as I mentioned before, by Tony Scott, who is the brother of Ridley Scott. This movie is very close to a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. It's a very culture-defining movie. I don't know if you would say it elevated Tom Cruise, but you could argue that. Yeah, it was one of his biggest pitches at the time. And... Certainly bigger than Cocktail. It's a movie that's commonly referenced in pop culture, so it like yeah. broke that mould of being more than just a movie for some people. But what's weird about it is it's a beloved movie. A lot of people really seem to like it, but it's not a critically acclaimed movie. Yeah. Yeah, the audiences were really divided when the movie came out and the critics did not really like it at all. It's not until we have like, uh, I suppose, a little bit of retrospective and nostalgia that people are like, oh, that's a decent movie. Well, but at the time, everyone was like, this movie is trash. Yeah, I mean, it's an action style movie. Essentially, it's just a sport movie made yeah, with, with, planes. with jet fighting. Yeah, exactly. With, you know, dog fighting. So, you know, not something that would be considered the critical. And not really relatable unless you're in the Navy mm. or Air Force. Yeah. 
oh, well, I think everyone can relate to Maverick on some level. He's a hotshot. He's a cool guy. Doesn't let the man tell him what to do. Yeah, like we relate to Maverick. Yeah, We pretty much like that. We're both really short, so. (laughs) We're not short at all. No. But we've got that like badass. Yeah, of course. Rule breaking. Devil may care. Risky behavior. Risky risky uh, business. Good looks. Yeah. So what is your history with the Top Gun movie? (laughs) All right. So I've actually got a few friends that love this movie. So I'm going to step very carefully because I know there's been a lot of people that I know who've been on me. Does this mean you're about to trash it? To cover this movie because a lot of people have been excited about it. And I totally get it. I totally get why people love this movie. It makes a lot of sense. But... I watched this movie. There was a lot of hype behind it. I was like, I've never seen it. i got to go watch it. The original Top Gun, that the is. The original Top Gun. Yep. So I watched it on Free to Air, and I can't really wow. remember a lot of it, and I didn't particularly like it. How now, old were you when you watched it? I feel like every time I do these these history debriefs, I'm like, you know, 12 or 13, yeah. but that's pretty much how old that's I like was. That's like the ripe age Prime for Top Gun cinema. age. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I remember watching Risky Business around the same time, yeah. and I actually liked that. Yeah, I really liked it too. I don't know. This movie didn't grab me. It didn't interest me. Way more me. hookers in that movie. I remember the Russians were there at some stage. Yep. I was like, I don't really care much for this movie, but I can see why people love it. I can see why it's so beloved. Just never was for me and I never watched it since. What did you think of the soundtrack? Um, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> okay. I know you're wow. going to love the soundtrack because yeah, it's right. right down your alley, but yeah. to me the movie kind of bored me a little bit. <laughs> Sorry guys, but yeah. um Well, it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's not for As me. As we know from the critical response. <laughs> it's not for me, but you know. An audience response at the can time. Can totally so. get why it's uh, as beloved as it is. Even I call people my wingman when I fail really? to uh, <laughs> romanticize, so um, <laughs> okay. You know, it seeped into my culture in a way as well. So, and this trailer looks really good. So I think there's a lot to be excited for. So what's your history? It's a very stylistic trailer. Yeah, my history with it, I never really watched it growing up. Of course, I knew it by proxy. I knew the soundtrack by proxy. It was on the radio all the time. Like, I think every track from this movie was a radio hit. The original Top Gun, that is. Mm. But I never watched it growing up. And it wasn't until I was at university living on campus that... The guy who lived across from me in the hall was like, oh, you've never seen Top Gun? Man, you've got to watch it. I've got it on DVD. There's always one guy that it's his favourite movie, right? There's always one guy that's like, Top Gun's my favourite movie. It's the best movie ever made. It's one of those college slash university movies that's always on. But he's like, man, you've got to see it. You will love it. And he handed me the DVD. Now, anyone who knows you knows that as soon as you get told, oh, you're going to love this movie. Yeah. Every single time. It goes down like a letter grade every time. I've said this to you for so many movies and you've ended up hating every single one I've suggested i've seen other people be like kieran you'd really like this movie you've hated it never ever tell kieran because I, I go in with he will high love this movie because it'll it's a curse it's yeah, a curse you're putting on it on too much of a pedestal so i'm like expecting greatness <laughs> and then next thing you know i'm always underwhelmed so like, i've got to, you're gonna hate this movie kieran because hey, hey, remember kieran, kieran go watch this movie it's, two weeks you're ago you're gonna hate it two weeks ago with Candyman, you were like man i hate this movie this movie sucks and then i went into it expecting to like it <laughs> And of course you were right, so uh, it did suck, but... <laughs> occasionally, occasionally anyway, on the same page. back to my history. So I sat down, I put the movie in, I watched it. I really enjoyed the soundtrack, as you say. I thought all the tracks were really good. I had heard them a million times before, but uh, yeah, quite like you, I didn't really care for the movie. It really wasn't for me. I found whenever they got into the planes, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't really follow who was who and what was going on and all the jargon that they were throwing out there. So I just got confused. I remember not knowing what they were doing. Half yeah, the time. I never knew what they were like, doing. Were like, they fighting people are or they were practicing? they just practicing? Is this a real mission? Are they real bad guys? Who are these bad guys? And yeah, so it wasn't for me, but quite like you, I can understand why people like it. I can understand why it's beloved. It's very cheesy. And that sort of cheesy movie, I've been fans of that kind of movie in the past. So I absolutely understand that appeal. Understand why people dress up as him for Halloween. Yes. 
It's a very easy costume. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But yeah, so not for me, I guess not for you either. So neither of us are, are big fans of this franchise. I, I suppose that skews our vision a little bit. Yes, two people that aren't fans of Top but Gun talking about Top Gun. We're not going in with rose-tinted aviators, so no. we can approach our plot prediction from a realistic and logical standpoint. An objective standpoint. Yeah, we're not going to be bogged down by nostalgia and what, you know, what we really want to happen. It's like what we really think logically will happen in a sequel. Yeah. Makes e- sense? Even though this trailer is so nostalgic, it's insane. Yes. Yeah, it's got that original Harold Faltermeyer music, which I really like. Slow down like every trailer yeah. is doing at the moment. It's a it moody version seems, of Harold Faltermeyer. Like that sounds thing. like an oxymoron, moody Harold Faltermeyer, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. You just take a already known song and you slow it down. Yeah. That's every trailer I'm surprised they didn't have year. a tinkling piano version of you know, <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone in it with like a little child singing, <laughs> Highway. That was probably suggested in a meeting somewhere. Yeah, that was the version that they threw out. So, did you re-watch the movie in preparation for this episode? No, I did not. You didn't watch it again? I actually watched Hot Shots. Okay, why'd you watch Hot Shots? Which is the Jim Abrams parody of Top Gun. Okay, why'd you watch that? Because I like that movie better. Hey, um, someone was talking to me about that, actually. They were saying, they were suggesting It holds up. I think it holds up. That was with uh, Charlie Sheen, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Charlie Sheen. uh, A listener And the the other two and a half men guys in it as well. Was telling me to watch that one because it was good as well. Because they like Top Gun also. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you don't like Top Gun, I think you might like Hot Shots because it literally takes the mickey out of it from yeah, start to finish. Yeah. So why did you watch that instead of Top Gun? Because I couldn't watch Top Gun again, I'm <laughs> honest, if I'm honest. Right, fair enough. Um, no, I didn't watch Top Gun again. And I grew up with Hot Shots, so that was my Top I Gun. I was kind of relying maybe, on maybe you like, to do it. <laughs> maybe like if you'd never seen a James Bond movie and you'd watched all the Austin Powers and then you go to James Bond, it seems kind of like flat by comparison. Maybe mm. it's the same thing for me. I grew up watching Hot Shots and so... You know, you go to the real thing and it just feels watered down. Yeah. And it's not as funny. Well, it has its moments like the volleyball scene, but you know. Let's get on to talking about the new Top Gun Maverick let's, movie. Let's, let's. So it's being directed by Joseph Kosinski, who you may know as the director of Tron Legacy. Interesting choice, but he can do high-speed I mean, action pretty well. That's a nostalgic 80s movie, this one yeah. is as well. It's a sequel to a nostalgic 80s movie that came out like 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's the master of doing those. So yeah. Um, I, don't, I didn't watch Tron Legacy. Was it any good? Eh, it was all right. Okay. Well, I didn't like Tron either, so it wasn't yeah, really my Yeah, I didn't grow up with Tron, so. Apparently we don't like any movie. We <laughs> we, this movies. is the podcast that hates movies. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, he also did, I think it was Oblivion, so he's worked with Tom Cruise before. Right. So he knows what to expect. And he and Tom Cruise has been really hands-on with this movie himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's been passionate about it for, like I said, yeah, 10 years at least. He's, uh, yeah, he's made decisions in this to make it as close to the heart of the movie as, yeah. as he can possibly get it. So Going as far as actually learning to fly fighter jets himself which for I the movie. I don't know how I feel about That's that. That's an unnecessary risk. Because I guess I'm like, good for him for committing to the... Yeah. To the character. That's his thing. That's his thing. Like, he wants to do everything for real because he's really got something to prove. I think it might just be short man syndrome. Yeah. Or, you know, little dick syndrome. But uh, I'll give the man a break because he's one of the only people actually going out there doing his own stunts, doing stuff for real that other actors wouldn't even dream of. So he's the one guy. He's cornered that market of running up the side of a building or remember for The Mummy, which no one saw or liked, he actually did like a zero G fall in a plane. 
No, I didn't know that. Like he was flying around in the cargo bay of a carrier plane. Yeah. And he did that for real. Guess he's just trying to prove that he's not just an actor. Yeah, not just a pretty it's face. It's real, man. If only he focused all that care and attention into his acting, you know? That, he might be like a triple I'm threat just, if that was the case. I'm feeling our listenership dropping right, right. now. Well, who likes Tom Cruise anyway, so. Yeah, uh, people do, I'm no, sure. No, no, he has some decent performances. We'll talk about him again in a sec. But the last thing I wanted to talk about with this upcoming movie is that Harold Faltermeyer has announced that he's returning to do the score. That's Excellent. exciting. Alongside Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Oh my god. Dun, dun, dun. Oh no. You know how I feel about modern day Hans Zimmer. Like yeah. he's done some great soundtracks in the past. I don't yes. want to shit on the guy, yes, but he does his some recent soundtracks. stuff. Oh my god. Like Blade Runner 2049. I know a lot of people like that movie. I know a lot of people really like the soundtrack in that movie, but he ruined the soundtrack for that movie for yeah, me. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, but because the soundtrack to the original movie was yeah, so we special. hold it near and dear. And as we know, Hans Zimmer is doing the upcoming James Bond soundtrack, so I'm already disappointed about that. And now, <laughs> I really like the soundtrack for the original Top Gun. I used to listen to it all the time. And now we've got Hans Zimmer coming in and but, putting his grubby little mitts all over it again. But I think it might be a case of like Hans Zimmer will, you know, work with this. Yeah, he's taking other guy, the so. concepts of Harold Fultemeyer yeah. and then potentially ruining them. See, or, uh, uh, or. Uh, <laughs> doing something great with it. Like he's many days really frustrating. I, I like Hans Zimmer. I agree with you on Blade Runner and other movies, but you know, it could it could work. It could add a modern edge to the soundtrack, yeah. which would be cool. If he does something different, if he does something unique that isn't Hans Zimmer-esque, I think it could be really good. If he just goes to his standard caps lock for making soundtracks. His hat of tricks. It's not going to be good. All right, all right, all right. I've got more I've got more predictions on the soundtrack coming up in my really? plot as well, yes. So, what do we know about the movie so far? Well, so far, we have two trailers. That's what I could find. Two? Yes. I only two saw one. Two trailers. Shit. No, don't, don't worry too much, Kieran, because they pretty much show a lot of the same things. Oh, so thank goodness. There's no Is it real... like a teaser and then a slightly longer teaser? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, we don't really see a lot of plot points obvious in this no. in these trailers. It's a so lot it's basically of... basically music and like a backstory. Flying around. So, essentially, what we can sort of ascertain... Grasp is that uh, Maverick, it's been a while, obviously, yeah. and he's going back to the naval flight base and he's now instructing these kids yeah. for a mission, I he's guess. He's going back to Top Gun, the Top Gun Academy, mm-hmm. to be an instructor. Yeah. You know, he, and, uh, he was previously a student, now he's a teacher. And I guess we'll go into a little bit of it, but we see that we've got Miles Teller in this movie that yep. looks to be Goose's son, so there's going to be a conflict there. Yeah, presumably. And we know that um, Val Kilmer, who's been sort of petitioning on this, yep. and the fans have sort of gotten behind him will actually be in this movie as Iceman. well. Yeah, the Iceman's going to be in The there. Iceman cometh back for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we just see a lot of pretty music, a lot of pretty flying around. Yeah. Real flying with Tom Cruise being Real in the cockpit. Real flying. But we don't have a lot of information about it. No. A lot of nostalgia. We can see a lot of cast members are coming back. So, so the that's plot is really feel. very much up in the air. So yes. we could really go in any direction with it. I read an article that was sort of speculating that they were going to fight Iran, but there's been no confirmation. <laughs> with what? With their fighter jets? Yeah, I guess so. But there's no confirmation with what the villains are going to be, what the plot's going to be. We really don't. We're going to have to come up with that. So I'm yeah. I'm really keen to see who you think the baddies will be. <laughs> so let's talk about who's in the movie. Of course, we've mentioned him a hundred times already. Playing Captain Pete. Did you know his name was Pete? Pete Mitchell. No. Pete Mitchell, aka Maverick himself, is Tom Cruise. Tommy Cruise, best known as Jack from Legend. No, of course not. What is he? Jerry Maguire. Of course. I think he's most famous for Top Gun. Maverick in Top Gun. Uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible series, of course. Ethan Hunt. 
You know what? I'm trying to think of the characters' names he's played, but it's always just like he's it's Tom just Cruise. Tom Cruise. The Last Samurai, where he grew a beard. Ooh, Ooh who's this mysterious new yeah, actor? Yeah, played a funny character in um, Tropic Thunder, known for jumping on Oprah Winfrey's couch, <laughs> yes. declaring his love Ooh, for Katie Holmes. Ooh, doesn't known, that hasn't that aged poorly? Known Scientologist. I don't know if yep. he still is now. And yeah, known, he absolutely is. Oh yeah, yeah, well, Master of Thetans. Well, there you go. And uh, still out there making movies. He played a funny character star. in Rain Man. I finally got back to my thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, that was Dustin That's Hoffman. right. That's right. He was in Rain Man. Yeah. That was like one of his first major roles. I think that was his first leading role in mm. a movie. Right. But yeah, he was good in that movie. Yeah. Good in Risky Business. Yeah, I liked him Not so good business. in Cocktail, but then again, who was? But yeah, I'm really interested to see what he brings to this movie. Will he be the same Maverick we know and love? Will he have matured? <laughs> I suppose it's up for us to determine that in our plots. Yeah, yeah. We so don't really get a grasp of his character in the trailer. Yeah. So. We get a vibe that a lot of time has passed, so it might be yeah. an aged Maverick. It might be that old... He's got arthritis. <laughs> Not as good behind we'll the see, wheel. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure we'll get into it. So next up, playing Lieutenant Bradley Bradshaw. What a stupid name. AKA Rooster, no wonder he got a nickname, is Miles Teller, who we mentioned earlier. Of course, Miles Teller was the main character in Whiplash. Mm -hmm. He was also, what was his name? Project X. Project X. He was in that. He was in the Fantastic Four. I know that as Reed Richards. He was. The terrible movies. And he was also in the Divergent series as one of the main characters. Which one was the one where he drove a car and it crashed? Well, that happened in Whiplash. That happened in Whiplash. Whiplash has been his most recent big movie. I think his most acclaimed big movie. It came out a while ago now. But I think we first saw him in Footloose. That's right. He was the friend in football. Yeah, where he played the Chris Penn. Another Chris Penn? Chris another Penn 80s, yeah. uh, 80s movie, a sequel to, oh, I guess this was a remake, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a remake. 80s movie. And he was like the best actor in that movie. Yeah, I really like- nailed that character. I, I really like Miles Teller. I remember when I first saw him, I was like, this kid's going to be the star of this yeah. next decade. And then he was in Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, really like I him. I think he's nailing Goose in this movie as well, at least a young version of Goose. Yeah, like, yeah. You can really tell that he's supposed to be his son because he looks exactly like the, the mustache. Yeah. yeah, he grew a mustache, yeah, Kieran. Yeah, Let's exactly. calm down. He grew a All mustache. Right, fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, I think I think he'll do good in this role. He's good at being the hothead and leading a movie, so yeah. he should be really. He's fun. good at being intense, so I'd like to see if he brings that to the role. Oh, definitely. Now, next up, playing Penny Benjamin, who is a brand new character, is Jennifer Connelly. Mm. Now, what do you know Jennifer I'm Connelly I'm not familiar from? with her. Do really? You know she was in Labyrinth. She was the main actor in Labyrinth. I think that was her first ever big role. What, the child in Labyrinth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Cool. But she was also in Requiem for a Dream, yeah. if you ever saw or heard of that movie. And she was also in Hulk, Eric Banner's Hulk. Who was she in Hulk? She was the love interest in that movie. She was General Ross's daughter. Oh, okay. Those are her big roles, according to me. Labyrinth cool. and Hulk. Cool, well. She was in a movie called Mulholland Falls that I saw, a Nick Nolte like detective movie where she was a corpse for most of the movie. But yeah, that's hardly like a critical claim to fame. I love that all these characters, all these actors, sorry, have like a link to like an 80s movie. Well, Mulholland Falls wasn't an 80s movie. Well, but, but Labyrinth was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're all classic 80s. And I'll tell you who isn't. Next up playing Vice Admiral, that's all he's credited <laughs> as, is John Hamm. Yeah. He, of course, plays Don Draper in Mad Men. So now, that you brings love us. love John Hamm. This brings us up to speed with the entire main cast of Mad Men because they've been. Each one of the main characters has been in a movie that we've covered on this show. Have we not covered John Hamm before? I'm no. sure we put him in our movies. Yeah, we might have. We might have put him in one of our special episode plots. But yeah, yeah I put him in my James Bond plot. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, we've never actually officially covered him in a new release. Okay, he's, cool. he's in movies all the time, so I'm surprised we haven't. But yeah. yeah, and he's fantastic, and I'm sure he'll be really really good in this how much he'll do in this movie I, well, who knows but originally started off as a comedian started off on saturday night live really? did you know that okay, before no, his 
big turn, his big break in Mad Men. He's just too handsome. His defining role in Mad Men. <laughs> man, what a man. Tom Cruise has got like his work cut out for him. Uh, fingers crossed he'll be playing some volleyball. What's the bet? What's the bet? This is the first prediction off the bat. What's the bet that they're the same height in the movie? Oh, yeah. Because John Hamm is giant. He's huge. Tom Cruise, as we know, is maybe like five foot two. Yeah. If that, maybe four foot eight. Who knows? <laughs> He's legally well, yeah, a dwarf. Of, of course, of course. But what's the bet that when they square up, when they face each other, they're exactly the same height in the movie? The, yeah, that's going to happen. If that happens in the movie, bonus points all around. You get some, I get some. <laughs> guaranteed. Now, all next right. up, playing Rear Admiral, not to be confused with Vice Admiral. Now, I think that's a higher admiral, right? Uh, well, it just sounds like he's at the back, doesn't it? Yeah, Rear Admiral, and then there's like Front Admiral. Yeah, Side Admiral. Side Admiral. I have family who's in the Navy, so they're going to be so mad at me. you should bring your expertise here. But yeah, I might be different in the US to Australia. All right, let's talk about him. Rear Admiral is Ed Harris. Yes. What do you know Ed Harris from? Uh, I first saw Ed Harris in the Jackson Pollock documentary. That's really? I first, first saw him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, not documentary, but I guess story about his life. Right, like biopic. Um, biggest movie I know him from is The Truman Show. Absolutely. Uh, was in Westworld. He was great in that, iconic in character. that uh, movie in The Truman Show. Yeah, I he think was. It was really good. What did you say? Westworld, where Westworld, he played yes. the man in black yes no spoilers there he was also in apollo 13 mm. and also in glenn gary glenn ross which i'm a huge fan of yeah where yeah. he was alongside al pacino he's good when you need to get a stern bald guy yeah yeah when, absolutely. You're, when you're not getting the guy from whiplash yes <laughs> <laughs> he was also in creep show which i'm a huge fan of oh yeah because he was originally in i think one of the first major movies ever appeared in was george a romero's night riders which was basically medieval knights on motorbikes going around jousting, so on and so forth. That's pretty cool. But then he went on to be in George A. Romero's next project, Creep Show, which is the first movie I've ever seen with Ed Harris where he has hair, full head of hair. Wow. And he was blonde. So yeah, he had already, blonde hair. Already makes me feel nervous. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he'll be stern. I'm sure he'll be bald. And yeah, the years haven't been kind to poor Ed Harris's face. You can yes. see every nook and cranny in that thing. Yes, well, it'll work for the movie. Speaking of, returning as Admiral Tom Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. The Iceman. Is Val Kilmer. Yes. Best known probably for Batman Forever. I was going to say, Batman. that was the first time I saw Val. No, um, he was in another Jim Abrams movie. Speaking of hot shots earlier in the episode, he was in a movie called Top Secret, which okay. I thought he was fantastic in. It was one of my favorite childhood movies. It was basically like a parody of spy movies, old school World War II espionage style spy movies. Yeah. And that was fantastic. He was in a Western, wasn't he? A Billy the Kid movie. Oh, he was in Tombstone. Yeah, that's right. Where he played, oh, what was his name? He was like a really famous gunslinger. Mm, yeah. It was like Billy the Kid or something like that. Yeah. Might have been. I can't remember. No, yeah. in the... He was great in that movie too. And he was also in Willow. Don't forget him in Willow <laughs> That's right. as Mad Mardigan. Now, he was like a real big A-lister back in the day. Absolutely. Uh, back in the day. <laughs> not so much anymore. But he's back in this movie. Oh, which... I have to bring I'm up surprised... the fact that he played cunts in uh, <laughs> your favorite movie of all time and mine, MacGruber. Okay, all right. Did he really? <laughs> yes. He was the villain in that movie. <laughs> okay. There you go. I know that we said we weren't going to mention McGruber again, but we had to. He was right. one of the main characters. Uh, you know, he's cast for it. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised to see him in this movie, but it, I think it has a lot to do with the fan outcrying for him to be in it. Yeah, he has but to be in it. I guess we haven't seen him in the trailer or any promotional material yeah. I could find. So I guess uh, he's let himself go. They don't want to shock the audience. <laughs> so I guess we'll see what capacity he will be in the movie. Yeah, I have a strong theory. I'm sure As you do too. do I. And the last actor I wanted to talk about playing the... 
trainee pilot Phoenix is Monica Barbaro, who I've never seen before in anything, but apparently she's in a lot of TV shows. This is her second movie ever, uh-huh. but she seems pretty prominent in the trailer, so I just thought I'd mention her. Yeah. I don't know how much she's going to appear in the actual movie, but we will see. Maybe her plane catches fire like a phoenix. Mm. And she rises. And she rises. As most planes do when they take off. That's probably her backstory. Yeah, maybe. Well, some people are suggesting, I didn't actually work this into my plot because I didn't want to steal from the internet, but some people are suggesting that she is Goose's and Meg Ryan's secret daughter. Ooh. Like she is the sister of Rooster. That makes my plot awkward. And then it also makes it, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> Got a little bit of Luke but Leia she's thing also, going yeah. on in my plot. She's also named after a bird. Right. Phoenix. Yeah. Rooster. Yeah. Which apparently in the Air Force, you don't name yourself after a bird. It's like bad luck, which explains Goose's well, trajectory. Well, explains why Goose died. Fair enough. So, yeah, that was a big theory, but that may not be true. They may be lovers in the actual movie. We'll see. We'll see. We will have to wait until the movie comes out. But, yeah, I didn't work that aspect into my plot. So, so if uh, that's true, I guess the internet gets points. Yeah. It's a third party. They don't need any more points. Anyway, let's get into ah. our plots. I believe you're going first this yes, week, Yes, I Maddie am, D. I am, I am. Let's, let's go straight into it because this is the start of my Top Gun plot. I think it's called Maverick, by the way, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we've we, said we, that a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, we're going to have a cold open with some scenery porn and Maverick is flying around. What's he flying around with? I guess he owns a jet or something, I guess. Maybe a, a makeshift plane. He, what? He owns a fighter jet? Or maybe That's he like owns highly a highly illegal. Maybe he owns a plane or something, but he's just flying around in California. It's nostalgic with some epic music and then the top like gun. he owns like a world war ii bomber yeah uh, he's a hobbyist yeah and then we'll have like some pretty pretty scenes and then the title of the movie appears in right a big score in a big hans zimmer score oh great now maverick goes back to his little apartment he has collected his badges pictures from the movie so pictures of the old characters pictures of him playing volleyball <laughs> and it doesn't look like a place that he's settled down in so it's right. kind of like, you know, he has a lot of Everything's memorabilia. Everything's still in boxes. Yeah, yeah. He sort hasn't of. hung up his paintings yet. But when he comes back to his abode, he's met with John Hamm. Now, John Hamm is not credited in this movie as a character. It's his wife. Yeah. She's wearing, he's wearing an apron saying, Hi, honey. Why'd you take so long? You're out there like flying around all day. I, I didn't name John Hamm in my plot, but he's just, uh, you know, he's just the vice admiral. Yeah. So he's been waiting for him to get back. He's in uniform and he tells Maverick that he's required to come back to the Naval Air Station in Whidbey Island, which is where they filmed the Top Gun area. Okay. I don't know That's a lot news about to me. I didn't know a lot about Navy pilots, but you know, it's the it's the base. It's the base where they uh, do all their top gunning. So he returns flying into the academy and he does a little bit of showboating. <laughs> he rides in a plane. Yes, of course he does. With like streamers and fireworks. Yes, because he's showboating and he's a badass. And we get to see the cadets that we're introduced to them uh, in a brief moment of character development and they all look in awe as this amazing fighter this pilot. Guy's doing loop de loops. Yeah, comes in. Flipping around. So Maverick meets the rear admiral, played by um Ed Ed Harris, Harris, yep. Who tells him that he's needed to train some of the new recruits for a dangerous mission mm. in attacking a military base in Japan. I just found Japan, Japan. was one of the uh, well, Japan was one of the filming locations. So I'm like, well, right. There's those mountain regions. You so realize I guess, that the US is allied with Japan. Yeah, I know. That's what I struggled with. But you know, whatever. There's plenty um, of other nations that they aren't allied with who have an air force. I don't think Japan has an air force. I could be wrong. I, I think I am wrong. Actually, no, I've seen too many Godzilla well, movies to prove that wrong. Yeah, they do have an air force. It's the filming location. So. I, I, All right. I, I sorry, to, Japan. You're bad guys it. again. Yeah, sorry, Japan. And so due to Maverick's unconventional ways, it would make him perfect for the role. The rear admiral also lists Maverick's achievements, but also his lack of progress. So he's never, ever been promoted or done anything. Yeah. 
and he says that Maverick is part of a dying... By the way, by the way, legally, yes. Maverick wouldn't be allowed to continue serving in the US Navy because Why? by law, you can only serve for 30 years. Oh, maybe they'll address that so, in the plot. Against the he's, law. He's, he's serving against the law. Yeah, maybe maybe he's been like not Maybe active. he took two years off. Maybe this he's is been his like 30th year. 20 years off. And, yeah. Know. Well, you said that he was like retired flying yeah. around his own personal jet. Yeah. So I think we're going to see, initially we're going to see he's like an addict for, you know, going really Smack. fast, driving oh. his motorbike around. Yeah. He's and, a speed uh, freak. He feels the need, the yeah, need for speed. He's never been able to let it go. So, and cocaine. So uh, the rear admiral says that, and this is very, very important, this will be a big part of the movie, that Maverick is part of a dying breed of pilot. Right. Maverick said he's not dead yet, because how often have we seen that old dog yeah. coming back? Um, so Maverick will walk around the air station getting reacquainted with his old jacket and his locker. The other cadets what, will- they never cleaned it out the entire time it was there. It's like, we can't touch this locker. That's Maverick's, <laughs> That's Maverick's locker. Maverick's locker, yeah. His stuff's still in there. Yeah, his stuff's still in there. So the other cadets will talk about his him. Dirty gym socks are still in there <laughs> from the volleyball game. <laughs> They'll talk about him as a mythical presence. While we're getting reacquainted with the Air Academy, there will be a volleyball scene, but it will include- oh, great. Sexy women as well because oh, we gotta yes. we gotta up the machismo of this yeah, of movie. Course. What it's just all the guys and just what Phoenix as well. Yeah, she's in a bikini. A Maybe whole, she's topless. No, a they bunch, won't do there's that. A whole bunch of females there, but we also she's get completely nude. We also get some dudes, and maybe Maverick is just sitting there with a smile, just being yeah. like, yeah, looking at the dudes. Yeah, yeah, I'm straight. Um, <laughs> just playing with the boys. So Maverick will be introduced by John Hamm to the cadets as someone who will get them ready for this mission. And he will also pick the squad members he wants to take on the mission as well. Right. Because he's addressing a whole room of people, but there was only going to be a certain amount of people that will go with him. Yeah. So a cadet called Rooster will divulge to his love interest in the movie, uh, Phoenix. <laughs> Potentially his sister. <laughs> Potentially his sister. <laughs> but not in your Hopefully plot. not. That his father, who he is trying to follow in his footsteps, died because of Maverick's recklessness and that he is no hero. And this Which, will by be- the way, that was a plot point in Hot Shots as well. Oh, yeah. So they're just directly ripping up Hot Shots. <laughs> Yeah, so this will be a conflict throughout the movie, almost like the original movie a little bit with Iceman and Maverick, if you can see where I'm going with it. Yeah, of course. So the middle part of the movie will be Maverick teaching the cadets who think he's too old school compared to their tech-reliant ways. They're like ammo in Bad Boys for Life. (laughs) But he will get through to them with his risky behavior, boldness, and reliant on his instincts. Right. Like he uses the force, he closes his eyes and just flies around and they'll be like, wow, he's so cool. The audience is definitely going to treat him like a surrogate. So Rooster and Maverick will have a physical altercation early on in the movie that shows that he is a hothead. Maverick will tell Rooster in a cool down moment how much his father meant to him, but this will not be reciprocated. Maverick will reconnect with Iceman. Iceman has surprised- <laughs> These days he goes by Ice Cream Man. <laughs> and Iceman is a now respectable officer. So he has a desk job. And he's kind of went up the ranks that yeah. Maverick never did. He's an admiral, isn't he? Yeah. So the two share a nostalgic moment. And this will only be for one scene because they're going to kill Iceman off screen. And Maverick will be at his funeral saluting his What, does friend. he have a heart attack? Well, he's just getting on. He's just an older <laughs> How guy. How do you die at a desk job? Well, you know, Stab himself with a pencil? Just life, man. Just life. You just have a massive heart attack, huge stroke. He has cancer, dead. okay? okay. That, that, something like that. So Maverick got will- frostbite. He got frostbite. <laughs> he was too cold. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, you know, he get like uh, Maverick gets to have his moment of closure with Iceman, his moment of reuniting. Maverick will also be reunited with his old love interest from the previous movie. What was her name again? Charlie. Yeah, that's it, Charlie. So he's reunited with Charlie. Mm-hmm. And she, she is. Who also has let herself go. I'll she is. Put uh, that out there. She's married with kids, and this will reiterate the idea that everyone has moved what, so on. So they broke up. Yeah, they did break up. Right. They broke like, up. Also. A week later. <laughs> like a week after the first movie, they broke up. Well, maybe. That, that relationship was toxic anyway. <laughs> maybe they were there together a while, and then it just drifted apart yeah but essentially everyone's moved on besides maverick that's what we're getting right what a tool yeah so after a breakthrough with the cadets he finally gets through to them they have a party and they have a feel-good moment where all they're they're all drinking and playing piano and maverick will be happy yeah because he's part of the squad again and he'll select a few key people one of them will be rooster another one will be phoenix there's a guy that appears prominently in the trailer it'll be him and a few others i think that might be payback could be wrong. Mm, okay. So they'll all suit up and go fight Japanese terrorists. Oh, no. <laughs> terrorists. All right. So they're not actually like Japanese yeah, military. So- they're terrorists who have somehow managed to get... What a plane. The only reason I say this, because I was going to go with Korea, I was, but then, you know, ties with Korea, or maybe, maybe Russia, but. We don't really have that many ties with Korea. When I say we, I mean the West. Yeah, but uh, there's Japanese actors in this movie. So what else are they, unless they're working with them, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, so I'm just going with that. So they're not part of the Japanese military, they're a uh, separate terrorist organization. They're those survivors of World War II who are living on islands. Maybe and they think even, the war is still going on. Maybe they're not even terrorists. Maybe they're just like a group that's in Japan. Right. Right okay. now, in a mountainous area. So there's a big epic fight scene and the good guy team win. Maverick, wow. I said Maverick and Goose in my notes. Maverick Whoops. and Rooster work together. They become each other's wingman. And, I'll be your wingman. And no, you can be mine. Through this teamwork, they win. But then they discover that this was actually... So this group oh, of people... Here we go, yeah, twist. Here, here we go, we got a twist. The rear admiral was actually profiteering on warfare with these terrorists and had a conflict uh, with them. Isn't that just the US? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, you just got a message. So yeah, the rear admiral's been doing dodgy things. He's been profiteering off organizations and giving them like weapons, paying them, you know, doing dastardly things. And these terrorists have like, gone. He gets all the money from the government to like <laughs> buy fancy new aircraft, but he buys like <laughs> last year's aircraft and pockets the, the profits. Yeah, yeah. So he got Maverick's team hoping that they would go and, you know, take care of this organization that he was he got working so excited, with. by the way, just then he hit his microphone with the book <laughs> he was holding. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. And I guess the Rear Admiral thought Maverick would, uh, you know, die as a result yeah. of this because he's Fingers so reckless. Fingers crossed he was like, please let him die. So Maverick and the other cadets, the other key cadets go rogue uh, oh. with the Rear Admiral announcing them as war criminals. The climax of the Do they movie- become the A-team? That would be the oh best. Oh my God, that would be the best. The climax of the movie is Maverick and the crew fighting drones. So it'll be machines versus wow. fighter pilots, but old school fighter pilots will win. Of course they will. It'll be epic. And they will win. Maverick gets rewarded with a badge or something and becomes a teacher. Give him a bottle cap and tell him it's a medal. And he'll become a teacher at the academy. Uh, The rear admiral will get arrested. Rooster will get the girl. Penny doesn't appear in the plot. And announces that he is Maverick's wingman. We see all the characters have their final moments, including Charlie, including John Hamm. They all have a nice somber moment. And Maverick gets in a jet and flies out to some cool style music. And we fade to black. Do you think it'll be movie. Highway to the Danger Zone? Will that be the cool music, or will it just be yeah, like yeah, yeah? Let's let's say throwback that. sort of stuff. Let's say let's say Highway. So what to about the Penny? Zone. 
poor Penny didn't appear or was it wasn't even mentioned in your plot at all. I didn't really realize she was in the movie. So oh, wow. I just kind of thought Sorry, she was Jennifer just gonna Connelly. be a cadet with the other cadets, but maybe she'll be like well, she another, owns a bar, so maybe she'll clearly be another, not a cadet. Is she a is she a bar owner? Yeah. I guess she's just Tom Cruise's love interest um through the movie, but okay. I don't think it'll focus too much wow, on her. Wow, what a character arc. Yeah. Fair enough. Look, well, I'm very confident with what I put she there. She appears more in my plot so we can rest I, assured I'm, that she's I'm gonna very get confident. her due. I think you're this very confident. Yes. Okay, I yes. think your plot is ridiculous. Personally, <laughs> okay, go go. It's crazy. Let me tell. Let me listen to what you think. Then, right, Mr. So confident. What I think. I think the movie will open with the iconic Harold Faltermeyer Top Gun theme music, mm-hmm. which may be remixed slash ruined by Hans Zimmer, but it's too early to tell. I know they're both working on the project, so you know it'll be a hip hop version. <laughs> yeah, maybe sung by Billy. You know that the classic. If it doesn't open up with that, it's losing a letter grade. It's losing a star in the. In the ratings. Right, okay. So I'm going to give it like four stars on Letterboxd instead of five. <laughs> you sure showed it. Yeah. So we hear that iconic music. We see Pete Mitchell, better known as Maverick, pulling off some death-defying stunts in the cockpit of a fighter jet. And we think, wow, that guy, he's really brave. He must be really tall. <laughs> so Maverick has spent the last decade or so as a test pilot for the military, for the Navy, that is after a successful career in the US Navy. So he's not just flying around his own planes, his own personal private planes. He's doing test pilot missions for the Navy. I forgot to say the opening of my movie is in California. Is your movie happening in California? Sure, it's in Baja. Who cares? So, test pilot. That's what he's been doing. He's taking risks. He's really pushing these test planes to the limit. And that's his way of feeling the need for speed, I suppose. So I think Highway to the Danger Zone will be referenced in the movie. It won't be explicitly played like it was at the opening of the original movie. It won't be explicitly played in the movie. We might hear like a musical, like a leitmotif reference to it. Someone hits a jukebox and it's just like Highway to the Danger Zone. I absolutely think it might be like on a radio. It'll be like... This song sucks. In the world of the movie. Like it'll start playing and someone will be like... Someone play Bad Guy. Oh, what a terrible throwback song. And yeah, if it is anywhere in the movie in the score, I think it'll be in the end credits. will be like the big get you worked up, all excited and be like, hey, that was a great movie song in the end credits. Cool. And same with Take My Breath Away. I don't think they're going to use Take My Breath Away by Berlin in the movie again. Shame. If anything, it'll be referenced like, as I said, with Highway to the Danger Zone, just on in, a radio in, or something. In, in the film's dialogue, it'll be like, you know, you take my breath no, away. No, I don't think so. No, I tell you what, I don't think Take My Breath Away will appear in the movie at all. Okay. Because that was like the big single that came out of that original movie. They'll probably try and do something else. But yeah, I don't think they'll even reference Take My Breath Away. So Maverick gets called into the office of his rear admiral, which is Ed Harris. So Ed Harris in my movie is the rear admiral of the like test pilot facility. Okay. Uh, and he catches the audience up on Maverick's history by explaining his own history to him. <laughs> you know, Maverick, as you're we, a fighter pilot. Yeah, as we see in the trailer. So Ed Harris tells Maverick that he's suggested him for an instructor position at the Top Gun Academy. Maverick at first refuses to accept the position, but Ed Harris greases him up by telling Maverick what a great pilot he is. He's like, you're the best pilot we ever saw come out of that Top Gun Academy. You know, you've got all these awards. You had a successful you're military career. You're almost as good as Will Smith, who is we the need, actual best yeah, pilot in exactly. the world. We need someone like you. Since we couldn't get Will Smith, we need someone like you to teach the next generation of Mavericks. And he's just like, you know what? I do need to do this. Yeah. Ed Harris, he actually wasn't too keen for Maverick to be teaching at the school. He's like, you know what? Really, it wasn't up to me. It was up to the big man himself. And now we get introduced in his big office himself to Iceman, who is ah, like that. now in charge of naval operations. So he's basically the big boss. Wow, that's kind of cool. So he's let himself go. He's too fat to fit in a cockpit. So he's only here to remind the audience that he was in the first movie. <laughs> 
So he was just like, you know what? When they were looking for a new instructor at the Top Gun Academy, I only thought of one person, Goose. But he's dead, so my next person on the list was you. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, I was the one who suggested to the rear admiral that you should be an instructor because I think you're the only qualified man for the job. And then we won't see Iceman for the rest of the movie. That was just his one little cameo. He was like Gaff in Blade Runner 2049. So Maverick dusts off his old aviator sunglasses, pulls his classic leather jacket out of mothballs, and jumps on his <laughs> old motorbike. Love it. Maverick attempts to relive the glory days by riding his bike alongside a jet that's taking off while waving at it like an idiot. <laughs> We do see this in the trailer. We do see it in the trailer. So yeah, he rocks up to the Top Gun Academy on his bike like he did in the original movie. So he doesn't turn up in a jet and showboat and put on a show for everyone. <laughs> Why not? He just turns up on a bike, like going, waving to, the, to as it's taking off, like pumping his fist in the air. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a real man right there. Yeah. And the guy in the jet's like, who's that idiot Don't over there? Don't be jealous. They're like, it's Maverick. They know who he is. That's America right there on that bike. Yes. Where's his Japanese and Taiwanese flag from his jacket? It's disappeared for some reason. I know. Reason. See that controversy? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just to fill everyone in, there was a bit of controversy because they took the Japanese and Taiwanese flag off Maverick's jacket. They changed it to some just like generic lookalike images because the movie would be banned in China yeah. if they left those images on and there. That's a big market. Yeah. And so. that, that's the major market for the movie. So they want to appeal to them, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So they're like, fuck you, Japan. Fuck you, Taiwan. Because we don't even know if there's going to be an America by the time this movie's released. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Well, fingers crossed everything clears yeah. up. Interestingly enough, I don't think Japan will appear in the movie because if they're going to go as far as taking the Japanese flag off, I mean, they could make them the bad guys if they're trying to appeal to China, but if they're going to go to the effort of taking the Japanese flag off Maverick's jacket, a small detail like that, they'll probably won't even mention Japan sure. in the movie. That makes sense. That's my theory anyway. Like, they can film in Japan, but you can say Japan is anywhere. Yeah, that's true. So Maverick rocks up to the Top Gun Academy, acting too cool for school. <laughs> like, he's wearing his aviators inside. Everyone's just like, who's this guy? And he's like, yeah, you may have heard of me. I'm Maverick. I'm the new kid in class. And everyone's just like, no, Maverick, I think someone, I think my, like, granddad mentioned you once or something <laughs> like that. And we meet John Hamm's Vice Admiral. And I just called him Vice Admiral because, you know, he doesn't have a name. So he's going to take the place of, I guess... Val Tom, Tom Skerritt mm. from the first movie. Tom Skerritt's character who was like the vice admiral at the uh -huh. Top Gun Academy. I believe I may be wrong. Principal Strickland was Strickland, in, in the yeah, first movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. He was the one who says, so you're acting like some kind of Top Gun? <laughs> <laughs> one more tardy slip, Maverick. Yes. So you're vice, admiral, vice Admiral is filling the Tom Skerritt role from the first movie. So he respects Maverick, but he tells him that he's against the idea of making Maverick an instructor because he's like, I don't want you teaching your happy-go-lucky fool-heartedness devil-may-care tricks to my trainees because I want them to live. Yeah. I want them to be successful. But the Vice Admiral's role for the rest of the movie will be to chew out Maverick whenever he acts recklessly. So he's always pulling him into his office. Yeah. He's like, Maverick, you've he's, gone too far. Hand he, over your badge and your gun. He's the police You're chief suspended. for Dirty yeah, Harry. Yeah. Absolutely. John Hamm is really good at being angry and yelling. Whenever he yelled in Mad Men, I felt like it was my dad telling me off. I'd get a little frightened. <laughs> Because you wouldn't expect it from him. So at this point as well, we learn that Maverick's relationship with Charlie failed because Maverick was more aroused by airplanes than her. Like he aroused was aroused by airplanes. Well, not in a sexual way. Like he was just always talking about. They'd be in the boudoir and he'd be like, "Oh man, the new fighter plane that I'm testing out. Oh geez, it's so sleek, so sexy. Look at those yeah. curves." She's like ashamedly looking at her figure in the mirror. She's like, how can I live up to that, you know, that new MIG or whatever it is. And he was just too fast, too quick. Yeah, absolutely. He was just like, <laughs> to the... Oh, I finished. And now I need to go to sleep. Yeah. 
So another reason that Charlie won't be in the movie is because <laughs> Kelly McGillis is no longer hot or famous. Right. So they didn't want to cast her. <laughs> yes, okay. So Maverick is introduced to his class of pilots in training. And here we meet Phoenix, Bob, who doesn't have a cool nickname. And they're like, why do they call you Bob? And he's like, well, my real name's Robert. So they gave me the nickname <laughs> Bob. So he just has a helmet with Bob on it. We also meet Hangman, Payback, Fanboy, and of course, Bradley, Rooster Bradshaw, the son of Maverick's former RIO, which is Radar Intercept Officer, Goose. Rooster is standoffish towards Maverick because he partially blames Maverick for his father's death. Of course, I think you had the same plot point in your movie, and it was also in Hot Shots, so I had to work it in there. But Maverick will continually attempt to win him over. He's like, come on, man, don't be like that. I loved your father. Yeah. I was the most torn up when he died. You know, I dragged his broken-necked body out of the ocean myself. <laughs> but Rooster isn't hearing any of this. So I think Phoenix, as a character, will have to deal with sexism from her fellow pilots throughout the movie. You know, they okay. do like the Captain Marvel thing. You know why they call it a cockpit? Well, see, we know friends in the Air Force. So. Yeah. So, and uh, she will eventually prove herself to them with a little help from Maverick. Yeah. Maverick will be like, you know what you got to do? you got to punch the guy in the face. You don't just run away crying. You gotta stand up. You gotta be one of the boys. If you wanna hang with the boys, you gotta be one of the boys. You really think that's gonna be the message? Sort of, yeah. Okay. But no, she proves herself and she becomes just one of the guys. Yeah. Whether that's a good message or not. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good message. Like, Uh, to to combat sexism, you've just gotta be one of the guys. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows what they'll do? But we also learn that Rooster has confidence issues when it comes to flying. So because his father died, he doesn't want to do anything too risky because, you know, he just starts to have like a panic attack midair. As you would if your father died while doing like a risky maneuver. So he's very safe. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't go all the way and he like, he has like a little freak out. He doesn't play chicken. He's like, what's his name? Major, Major or Captain, Captain or whatever the character's name was from Catch-22. Who was like, every time he was flying, he thought he was going to die. Basically like that. So all the trainee pilots have heard of Maverick's reputation and they're all disappointed to find out how short he is. No, (laughs) they're all disappointed to find out that he takes the training drill seriously. So he's not the reckless and crazy guy that they thought he would be. He's just like, look, you got to learn the like the readings. You got to take this seriously. We're not out here to prove ourselves. It's just you got to do the job and do it right. Everyone's like, that's not the Maverick I heard about. Uh, And I also think that Rooster will have a rivalry, quite like in your plot, with fellow trainee Payback. I don't actually know if that's this character's name, but I'm just going to say he is Payback because that sounds like, you know, a rival's name. Iceman Payback just rolls off the tongue. Payback's a bitch. And as I just mentioned, it will be reminiscent. Yeah. And I think they'll say that line in the movie too. And this will be reminiscent of Maverick's rivalry with Iceman, of course. So after a few days of training, the trainees and Maverick hit up a bar, the bar from the original movie, that is. I think this also happened in your plot. And we see here that Rooster really does take up to his father in more ways than one because he plays the piano and leads the trainees in a spirited rendition of You've Lost That Loving Feeling. So seeing Rooster act like his father causes Maverick to have a smoldering quiet moment to himself in the corner. <laughs> He's sitting at a table by himself. His si- mustache is sipping like a beer. mustache. Yes, he looks just like him, uh, except for every way, except for the mustache and the Hawaiian shirt. So here at the bar, since he needs to have a little moment to himself, we're introduced to the bar owner, Penny, whose father owned and ran the bar before her. So he was the bartender when they were in the academy. So he's going to hit on... Oh, wow. So Maverick remembers her father from his time as a trainee because I had to do some quick maths in my head because I'm like, if Jennifer Connelly was 14 in 1986 or around that point, that would make her about 44 now. Okay, so she would have been a child when the first movie came out, but then Tom Cruise was in his early 20s, but there was only about five years difference. So yeah, it works out. Uh, So Tom Cruise is like, I remember when you were a little girl. Well, no, she wasn't there at the bar as a child. He remembers her father from his time as a trainee, and this gets the two talking. He's like, do you remember how he always used to smoke two cigarettes at once? (laughs) 
She's like, yeah, he died of lung cancer. Thanks. <laughs> so over the course of the movie, she and Maverick strike up a predictable relationship. And I think this will happen in the movie. It will sort of be a gag. One night they return to Penny's house to have sex in a blue room, as is standard in Top Gun movies. But they're interrupted by Penny's daughter. I think she'll be about 10 or maybe like a preteen. I don't even know if it's confirmed that she has a daughter. She has a child. But yeah, the daughter walks in as they're making out and she kills the mood. Okay. So back at the academy, we have a mildly homoerotic game of football. Yeah. Where we get glamorous shots of sweaty, muscled men to very masculine music. So it'll be like the remake of Footloose that we mentioned earlier, where they went out of the way to make it not look gay. <laughs> it's just like, no, this is really masculine. So Will Tom Cruise join this? No, he's just watching and smirking from the sidelines. <laughs> he doesn't want to play with the boys. So after the game in the locker room, Rooster gets into a fight with Payback, who makes fun of his dead dad. <laughs> what a jerk. They're going to do that, I hey, guarantee you. Hey, your dad is <laughs> dead. Yeah, your dad died. <laughs> His goose got cooked. Don't stick your nick out, Rooster, because you might get it cut off or broken like your dad. So Maverick steps in to break up the fight. Don't ask why he's in the locker room. And everyone tells <laughs> and tells everyone what a great man Goose was. He's like, Goose, he was a man among men. One of the best guys I knew. He already did this speech earlier in the movie. He has so, a great mustache. This wins over Rooster, who finally opens up to Maverick. So I also think that Penny is having issues with an ex-husband, so the father of her child. Maverick will be around at Penny's house. The daughter's there. They're getting along fine. He's doing something cutesy with the daughter, like, I don't know, teaching her how to play solitaire or something like that. <laughs> and then the dad is like a you know a jerk, an alcoholic. He comes, bashes on the door. He's like, you know, I want to see my daughter. And they're like, no, you're a, you're a jerk. You're an alcoholic. You abuse her. And then Maverick will step in, punch him in the face. And then, my hero. Yep. And he'll eventually feel like the father role for Penny's daughter. Makes sense? Makes, totally per see that happening. makes perfect sense. So the trainees are being trained for a special mission where they need to fly into dangerous enemy territory. So Japan. In the, in, the, yeah, in the original movie, it was Russian, so I don't think it'll be Russians this time. Instead, I think it'll be North Korea because okay. they're the only other feasible enemy, I suppose, of the United States who has well, the, fighter jets. The American leader and, you know, the North so, Korean but I don't leader think, butts, I don't so. think they will say specifically that it's North Korea. It will just be like tomorrow when the war began where it's just like a vaguely North Korean-esque army that sure. they're going up against. Sure. So it's not specifically North Korea. It's just like... We just don't know. Yeah. They're Asians. They could be North Koreans. They could be Japanese. They could be Taiwanese. Who knows? They're definitely not Chinese. We'll tell you that. They'll be like, those definitely aren't Chinese people. Rest assured. <laughs> The vice admiral is originally set to lead the mission, but when he is killed during a routine surveillance flight, Maverick has to step in and fill the position. So John Hamm is dead. Oh. That's the funeral that we see in the trailer. Okay. He, of course, Maverick, that is, chooses Rooster to be his personal R.I.O. So Maverick bravely leads his trainees on the mission where he instructs them to do unusual maneuvers to outwit the enemy jets. They're like, try flying upside down. One or two of the trainees are killed during the dogfight, but due to Maverick's fancy moves and even fancier instructions, they are able to successfully complete the mission. Do a barrel roll. Simple as that. They beat Kim Jong-un and it's all <laughs> fan dabby doozy. So yeah, he says, do a barrel roll. And they do. And that's how they win. So Rooster overcomes his issues with flying as well as his daddy issues. He's like, Maverick, you're my new daddy. <laughs> So Maverick adopts like two yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Movie. So Maverick is left to hook up with Penny and become her daughter's new father figure, as I mentioned before. And confident that the US Navy is in safe hand, Maverick rejects Iceman's <laughs> offer of a, ice. <laughs> no, of a promotion and decides to retire. 
He's settling down. He's following his legal obligations of retiring after Will he go into a, into a tropical beach somewhere and drink, uh, yeah, martinis. drink whiskey, yeah. drink martinis? I, I think as well, like, he'll toss his flight jacket to Rooster. Like, Rooster oh. will catch it. Sort of like, you know, Indiana Jones hat at the end of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. If anyone saw that movie. And that is my plot for Top Gun Maverick. And quite like you, I am confident. I am very confident that this will happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is all just completely going off. So, gut so you, you think he's they're going to retire this character? Yeah. Put him to bed? Yeah. Okay. They're not going to do another one in 30 years. Oh, they might do another one afterwards. The movie Top is Gun successful. geriatric. <laughs> All right, so we we're, we're kind of a little bit similar, but there's a, yeah. a few glaring differences. I yeah. guess we'll see when the movie we're comes both, out. We, yeah, I think we both got enough similarities, which leads me to believe that we might be on the yeah. right track at least. But we could be completely wrong, and if anybody yeah. is a Top Gun expert, Tom Cruise could die in the first scene. Oh my god! Imagine if Tom Cruise died. Did you play with that idea? Because I yeah, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill yeah. him off. Like yeah. you think that he might be killed off, but yeah, there's no way they'll do that. Yeah, people would be up in arms. Like they hate it when you, they kill off like a beloved character, unless it's done like in a really in a way that deserves it. Sacrifice. Yeah. Heroic sacrifice and it like makes sense. Yeah, you can't kill an iconic character. Yeah, absolutely. They'll do that. They want him to live on. Everyone will hate the movie if they do that. So, yeah. that's it. So, if you have any theories, if you think one of us is closer than the other one, or if you have anything you disagree with, are we completely wrong on our opinions of Top Gun? Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that are big fans of this movie, so you might have an idea. You've had at least 30 years to come up with an idea for you this movie. You might have a clear idea of where they're going, what they might do. Was there anything we missed? Was yep. there anything we could have added? Are we yes. completely off base? Are we yes. two idiots talking about something we're unqualified to talk about? Yes. Probably. If you want to let us know any of those things, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast. Or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Plenty of ways to contact us. And you can probably even grab us. You can at us on Twitter. You can. Or you can Insta us on Instagram, <laughs> whatever, on, however that platform we're works. We're on uh, Twitter at Potential Spoil. And we are on Instagram at Potential Spoilers Pod. Why are they so hard to find? <laughs> it's, they're so hard to find. Anyway, that wraps up our adventure in the skies with Top Gun Maverick. So let's talk about what we're going to be talking about next week. What plots... We'll be predicting next week, and we're going to be talking about the upcoming Ryan Reynolds video game movie. So Ryan Reynolds plays an NPC in a video game world, reminiscent of Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online, in a movie called Free Guy. Yes. So we're going to be talking all about that next week. A if you... NPC with a conscience. Or, yeah, that's right. You know, the capacity with free for will. Thought. Yeah, free will. So that could go in any direction. We know very little about the movie so far, but we'll be back next week to talk all about it. That's right. So until then, have a great week. Yes, we're going to go finish our volleyball game. Yep. Strap up our jumpsuits. Oil each other up. Oil each other up. <laughs> Fly off into the distance. Yeah. Do some very homoerotic but very masculine things, and we'll see you yeah. next As week. As usual. <laughs>
Go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. What about Kelly McGillis, right? Kelly McGillis, she's 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 heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules, go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. Alright, that is what's going on throughout that whole movie. He goes to her house, right? Alright. It looks like they're gonna have sex. You know, they're just kind of sitting back, he's taking a shower and everything. They don't have sex. He gets on the motorcycle, drives away. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Right. Next scene. Next scene you see her, she's in the elevator, she is dressed like a guy. She's got the, the cap on, she's got the aviator glasses, she's wearing the same jacket that the Iceman wears. She is, okay, this is how I gotta get this guy. This guy's going towards the gateway. So I gotta bring him back, I gotta bring him back from the gateway. So I'm gonna do that through subterfuge, I'm gonna dress like a man, all right? That is how she, she approaches it. But the real ending of the movie is when they fight the Migs at the end, all right? Because he has passed over into the gateway. They are this gay fighting fucking force, all right? And they're beating the Russians, the gays are beating the Russians, all right? And it's over, and they fucking land, and Iceman's been trying to get Maverick the entire time. Finally, he's got him, all right? And what is the last fucking line that they have together? They're all hugging and kissing and happy with each other, and Ice comes up to Maverick, and he says, man, you can ride my tail! It is time! And what does Maverick say? Maverick, you can ride my sword fight! 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 Sword fight!